This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. I don't know if this is because I follow a lot of people who cover Philadelphia sports or if the Phillies are just, you know, causing a stir lately in Major League Baseball. But I've seen a lot of people saying that if there is any team that could be a dark horse contender once again, it's going to be the Philadelphia Phillies. And Joe G, who used to be on this network on BetQL Daily, now does afternoons, I believe, on WIP. He mm-hmm. posed a question that I feel like is a really good talker. And I think it made a lot of Eagles fans mad. But he said he thinks that the Phillies actually have a better shot of winning the World Series than the Eagles do winning the Super Bowl. And you look at the odds and you say, hmm, well, it looks like the Eagles have better odds to win the Super Bowl. But I think what he was saying is that the Super Bowl is harder to win as opposed to the World Series. Yeah. So do you think he's on to something here? Man, it's it's a tough one. You know, I think the Super Bowl is harder to win in the sense that it's just one game, right? And if you have an off day, like, that's it. You go home, and that's what makes it tough. Whereas baseball, it's a seven-game series when you get to the championship series. It's a five-game when you get to the division series. And, you know, there are obviously a ton of upsets in baseball, but usually the hot team kind of gets in. And I think Joe G sees the way that the Phillies are playing this year. It's kind of reminding him of last year's team, how they're starting to get on a roll. They're starting to heat up. And, you know, the Eagles, obviously they made the Super Bowl last year. The Phillies made the World Series last year. I would still probably take the Phillies or uh, the uh, the Eagles, excuse me. I think they have a better shot at winning the Super Bowl just because I think the NFC is so it isn't going to be that competitive as the National League will be because not only are the Phillies starting to heat up, Chelsea. Here come the Milwaukee Brewers. They've won nine straight oh, games. Oh, PJ, no. I know, but they're the getting Brewers? hot, Chelsea. They're, of all they, the teams to they, mention in the National League, you went with the Brewers? They've won what are you nine doing, man? straight the games. The Dodgers. Well, the obviously. Braves, obviously, the those Brewers? two. Come obviously. on, man. Get out well, of here. No, yeah. Obviously, the Braves and the Dodgers. <laughs> I'm saying along with the Phillies, though, like the Brewers are starting. Like in the National League, we thought it was going to be a two-team race, and it still might be, and we all kind of thought the Phillies would be the third team but the Brewers now are are starting to play better baseball as well so I just think the the in the NFC like I think it's clearly the Eagles and the 49ers and then I think there's a big gap um and in the National League and baseball you can maybe say the same like it's the Braves and the Dodgers and there's a big gap and he sees maybe the Phillies as like maybe a team that can contend I still would probably take the Eagles though 
Let me say my piece on the Brewers because doesn't it feel like the Brewers are kind of like the Minnesota Twins? Like they can have a great regular season and the Twins are going to win their division, but I just don't trust them in the postseason. It's not that they don't have a good roster. It's just I don't know what it is about that franchise that I don't want to trust them in the postseason. Don't the Twins like always get sent home by the Yankees? Or the Always. Astros like every single year and it feels the same way with the Brewers because I remember wanting to take a flyer on the Brewers I think it was 2020 the year that the Dodgers won it and that series between the Dodgers and the Brewers was extremely close but the Brewers could score like one or two runs so like their only prayer was leaning on their pitching staff but like when you can only score one or two runs you're not going to win a series over the Dodgers. So I don't know if I just have a big blind spot when it comes to the Brewers, but I just, I don't want to trust them. I don't know if it's just like the last few years and their offense has gone cold in the postseason, but like, am I wrong here? I, I just, I don't think they're like a very fun team. You know what I mean? Like they're just not enjoyable oh. to watch. So you don't want to like bet on them. The one thing I will say for the Brewers is I think the way to build your baseball team is to have really strong pitching and then just kind of hope that your offense gets hot, right? Like, And that's what the Brewers have. They're going to lean on their pitching. Like you said, the year they made the NLCS, they took the Dodgers to seven games. It was because their pitching rotation was great. They have a really good pitching staff again this year, and you're just hoping that their offense will be good enough, that maybe like Christian Yelich will turn back into MVP, Christian Yelich, or some kind of guys in that order get hot. Um but, I mean, look, this is the time of the year where you want to start to get rolling, and they've won nine straight games. It's tough to ignore. Again, they're nowhere near as good as the Braves or Dodgers or even the Phillies, but they are getting they are getting rolling right now, and uh, it's just it's another team to maybe keep your eye on. As somebody who always puts pitching first, like my husband was a pitcher, like I'll always be somebody who knows the value of good starting pitching, especially in the postseason. But what what happens when you're going against teams that have very consistent offenses? Because it would be one thing if maybe they were playing in the American League. And I feel like the Astros offense is not as dependable as the Dodgers and the Braves. But the Dodgers and the Braves have the top line pitching and they have the bats that are capable of putting up a 10 spot on any given night of the week. So I might I might be wrong on the Brewers. Maybe it's because they've burned me so many times. I bet on them to win the division last year in a parlay with the Astros, and uh, they just choked down the stretch. Of course they're going to win the division this year. Also bet on Christian Yelich to like lead the league in home runs one year, and he ended up striking out like a historic amount of times. Like, Do you remember that, the season that he was just like absolutely awful? Yep. So maybe it's like something personal that I have against the Brewers. But I, for one, will not be trusting the Brew Crew. So let's get into uh, some of our daily baseball bets here on the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. I'm Chelsea Messenger, PJ Glasser, filling in for Jinx. So it's a Tuesday in Major League Baseball, and this is what's going up on a Tuesday. D-backs Dodgers squaring off again tonight. Arizona plus 170, L.A. minus 210, total of 8.5. Merrill Kelly goes for the D-backs. He's 10-5 and five with a 297 ERA facing off against Clayton Kershaw, who's 11-4 and four with a 2-5-2 ERA. We said this at the top of the show I am definitely afraid of fading the Dodgers at this point. And it feels like if the Diamondbacks can't win with Zach Gowan pitching, it makes me uh, kind of pause before betting on anybody in the rotation for the Diamondbacks. But Merrill Kelly's pretty dependable too. 
He is. I mean, he's 10-5 and five with a 2.97 ERA this season. The problem is he's going up against Clayton Kershaw, who just doesn't want to age. He is, uh, he's 11-4 with a 2.52 ERA. Look, I get it's Kershaw at home. I get the Dodgers are rolling. But I just I like the price with Arizona in this game on the run line, plus 1.5. I'm not going to take him to win, but the over-under in this game is 8. So you figure it's going to be pretty low scoring, especially with the two starters that are going in this matchup. I kind of like Arizona to hang around. I don't know if they can win the game, but at plus one and a half, minus 115, I think a run line is a good spot. You mentioned fading the Dodgers is not fun, especially with how they're playing. But uh, I think in a divisional game like this, Arizona's got to keep winning, right? I mean, they're in the thick of that NL wild card. So I think Kelly's going to pitch well tonight. I think they can keep it close. I'd take them plus one and a half on the run line. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I would lean towards that side as well, but I'm very afraid, again, of fading the Dodgers. So I don't think I will be doing that. I do think that maybe the Dimebacks can hang for the first five innings. I'm not so sold on their bullpen. I think the under is probably the play I like the most. If you think Merrill Kelly and the Dimebacks can keep it close, I do think it's going to be a lower scoring game if you bank on both these pitchers. But there is a player who has a very good split here. Christian Walker has amazing numbers against Clayton Kershaw, the first baseman for the Dimebacks, hitting 303 and 33 at-bats with five home runs and eight RBI against Clayton Kershaw. So this is a guy that he has faced a lot, you know, in the NL West, and he has very good numbers. So if you are looking for a total bases prop, maybe Christian Walker is the way to go if you're looking at single players. Let's go to the Brewers and the Cubs, the team that I've just been dumping on. Uh, They're plus money dogs tonight, plus 110. Chicago, minus 135. Not seeing a total just yet, probably because this one is in Chicago. Waiting on some uh, win projections, I suppose. Corbin Burns goes for the Brewers at 9-6 and six, uh, with a 3.65 ERA facing Justin Steele, who is an incredible 14-3 and three with a 2.80 ERA. I think I did see a total in this one earlier today. It was seven, which that's where my mind went first. I thought to myself, hmm, two good pitchers, probably an under. But yeah. at seven, I think it's a touch too low for me. So do you have a, an inkling on a side or a total here, PJ? Yeah, that that total is low, Chelsea. Maybe look at like a first five under, you know, maybe it's like three and a half or four or something like that. I'm going to go back to the well with the Cubs. I was on them yesterday. They were favored with Jamison Tyone on the mound. It made no Ugh. sense because the Brewers had won eight in a row. Tyone was on the mound against Wade Miley, who's having a pretty good year, and the Brewers beat him 6-2. Cubs are favored again today. Now, you can understand why, even though Burns is pitching, you mentioned how great Steele 
has been this season for the Cubs. So low scoring game, Cubs at home, need to win. Um, I'll back the Cubbies again, minus 135. Maybe this is a game you look at the first five, though, because you worry about the bullpens either when it comes to the total or just the side. So when uh, when the first five lines drop, I might be looking to get involved with uh, maybe betting the under or betting the Cubs on the money line as well. I would imagine it's probably three and a half. That number makes me real nervous. Like, I would still lean towards the under, but three and a half for a first five, I think four is the only number that I'm willing to, like, jump on uh, for a first five under. Just because if you have a, a first five total of three and a half, both pitchers can have, by definition, quality starts, and you can lose this bet on the first mm-hmm. five under. So I think I'm off of this game in general. But I would have a slight lean towards the Cubs. Justin Steele, like I said, has been incredible. And the Brewers, they've got to slow down at some point, right? Uh, maybe not after all the trash talking that I've done. They're going to go out and spite me, but I would lean towards the Cubs here. Let's go to the Marlins and the Rays, an interstate matchup here between Tampa Bay and Miami. We've got Miami Miami short favorites, minus 115, Tampa Bay, minus 105. Aaron Savali goes for the Rays. He's 6-3 and three with a 2.59 ERA, facing Sandy Alcantara, who's 6-11 and 11 with a 4.16 ERA. Total of 7.5 here. Uh, PJ, do you believe in Sandy Alcantara once again? I think I, I do. You know, what happens, Chelsea, is when we get the rundown for the show, right, and we see, mm-hmm. obviously, the games we're going to be talking about, I kind of look at the pitching matchups. And in my head, before I go look at the odds of the game, I kind of think to myself, like, who's going to be favored in this game? What will the money line be? And even though the Marlins are at home, even though Alcantara is pitching, and he's been much better as of late, he obviously hasn't been what he was last year. I thought, oh, the Rays will be like a minus 125, minus 130 in this game. Then I see that the Marlins are favored. And I'm like, what am I missing here that the Marlins are favored? Because the Rays are playing really good. The Marlins have mm-hmm. obviously struggled here in the second half of the season. And ever since Savali's come over from Cleveland, he's been really good. The Rays are 3-1 and one straight up. In those games, he's held the opponents to like two earned runs or, or, or fewer in most of those. So a little surprised that the Marlins are favored in the game today. It's kind of making me want to stay away. But I feel like the line would probably tell you that Miami is the right side in this game. But boy, is it intriguing to take the Rays in basically a pick at minus 105. Exactly. This line doesn't make a ton of sense to me either, especially even if you look at the recent window, the Rays have been much better quietly. I feel like everybody's written them off since they've had those major injuries to guys like Shane McClanahan, but quietly they have been winners of eight of their last 10 games. And we all know that the Marlins have fallen off a cliff. Once a team that was contending uh, for the second spot in the NLEs, because nobody's touching the Braves, they're now three and seven over their last 10 games. And Sandy Alcantara, I think he's probably better than some of his numbers suggest, but I'm not sure if he's good enough for me to take him as a favorite just yet. So I'll ride with the Rays because I think they're the better overall squad here. Let's go to the Nationals and the Blue Jays. We've got the Blue Jays' big favorites at home, minus 210 behind Jose Barrios, who's 9-9 with a 3.55 ERA, Washington plus 170, and they're giving the ball to Mackenzie Gore, who's 6-10 with a 4.38 ERA, total of 8.5 here. And PJ, I don't know if you knew this, but the Nats over the last month 
have been one of the most profitable teams to bet on in all of baseball. It's wild, whether it's on the run line, whether it's on the money line. Are you taking a stab on the Nats here, though? The Nats have been great as of late, and I liked them yesterday uh, with Gaussman on the mound. It just felt like they were plus 200 on the money line. I thought that was a good price, and they're big dogs again tonight at plus 170. Toronto is a team that keeps getting priced. It's kind of like San Diego. Like, they keep getting priced Mm -hmm. by the talent that they have on their team, but that usually isn't the team that shows up most nights. So, you know, last night they played well. They were able to win that game. Tonight, Berrios is on the mound. He's kind of been hit or miss for them. Gore was great to start the year. Hasn't been as good as of late. But, yeah, the Nats have just been playing too good a baseball to where – If they're going to give us these kind of prices with them on the money line, I think they have to be the side at plus 170. This total also feels like kind of a little low as well at eight and a half. So maybe look at an over there as well at eight and a half. But uh, it would probably be nationals or pass for me. The way that they're playing, I think plus 170 is a good price. That or you take them on the run line. You get a run line cushion there for minus 125. And they have been outstanding on the run line this season. Nats 43 and 24 on the run line away from home. So I think that is the play for me in that game. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.